This is Hacker Public Radio, episode 3671, from Monday the 29th of August 2022. Today's show is entitled, Response to Episode 3655, BSD for Linux Users. It is hosted by Claudio Miranda and is about 11 minutes long. It carries an explicit flag. The summary is, Claudio responds to BinRC's episode on BSD for Linux users and rambles on about other BSD stuff. Hey everyone, this is Claudio M. I'm recording this episode as a response to episode HPR 3655, BSD for Linux users, which was submitted by BinRC. Um, I actually enjoyed that episode. It was really good. Uh, it pretty much nailed it. On, on 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 introducing BSD for, to Linux users, in my opinion, uh, I thought it was a great episode. Uh, and now I was going to write a comment, uh, a, my original comment uh, for uh, that episode. I actually ended up putting a comment on there, but I, my original comment ended up being so long that I figured I might as well just record a show as a response to it. So here it is. So. Uh, yeah, uh, you know Ken, he says, if your comment is longer than a few sentences, it's a show, so uh, here it is. <laughs> anyway, it was a great episode uh, about BSD and the Descendants. Uh, I personally use OpenBSD mainly, but I do also use FreeBSD and NetBSD. I have FreeBSD actually running on my desktop, uh, which also runs Fedora. I have each operating system in its own hard drive, so I just use the BIOS to boot into whichever one I pick. Uh, and then I have NetBSD running on my Raspberry Pi Model B, the first generation, but this one has the 512 megabytes of RAM. And it runs like a champ. I just recently upgraded it to NetBSD 9.3, and it runs very well. Uh, I said prior to that, I was messing around with uh, 9.0, one of the daily snapshots. So I may eventually go to that. But for now, I think I'm okay with the 9.3 on there. Uh, but yeah, it's been fun tinkering around with the BSDs. Um, I actually did use uh, FreeBSD at work. Uh, when at my previous uh, work locations where I had, I think I've mentioned it before, I've set up a server at each site. Uh, running FreeBSD to replace the old Windows Server 2003 boxes uh, that were running there, and they were end of life already, so I needed to pull those uh, because of obvious security issues. So I went ahead and I said, well, I need to provide something for my users, so I went ahead and I created a Samba box using FreeBSD as the operating system. And let me tell you, they both were rock solid. No one noticed the difference. Everybody was still able to access their files like before and it was wonderful. I had thought about using Linux but I did. it just seemed more straightforward for me using FreeBSD as the base operating system. So that was a fun learning experience. Uh, and lately I've actually been playing around with Beehive which is uh, FreeBSD's virtualization software. For uh, It's kind of like a QEMU or something like that, but uh, this one's uh, uh, more in tune, more in line with uh, FreeBSD, so it runs on FreeBSD. 
and uh, I've got Windows running on it. I've played around with other uh, FreeBSD derivatives or distributions in that sense, actually, uh, such as Hello System, uh, which emulates a uh, macOS uh, desktop environment of sorts. And it's pretty neat. It was pretty neat. I, I, I got that going. I've been trying to get Haiku running on that, uh, but I haven't been as successful with that one. So if anyone knows how to get Haiku running on Beehive, please record a show <laughs> and, uh, and, and put that up because it would be really nice to hear and, and get that going. Uh, but I've also, I've, uh, I, I did get Windows. I think I was playing around with trying to get Slackware running on Beehive, but I, I didn't, couldn't fo put too much time on that one. Uh, so, but it's been fun. It's definitely been fun. Um, so regarding, as far as my usage, it's, I just use it as a desktop OS. Aside from that time, I used it as, as a Samba server, but just as a desktop OS. So on FreeBSD and OpenBSD, I've run Mate desktop. I've always run it. I've run it on Linux, uh, on my Fedora installs. Uh, it's my go-to desktop environment. So, and, and it runs very well. It runs very well. Uh, it's, it's pretty quick and runs, runs, uh, uh, real nice and gets out of the way. Uh, I do like CWM though, so since it, that comes with OpenBSD, I got to tinker around with that, and it was kind of neat playing around with it. But I don't use it much anymore. Um, what I really use now is Fluxbox. I've always used Fluxbox as a window manager, especially on the more uh, resource-limited machines like my old uh, Asus EPC901, uh, which I actually blogged about, and I think I've talked. To, I, yeah, I've done the. The My Geeky Experiments episodes on that. And yeah, it runs OpenBSD and, and it runs a super well Fluxbox and, and everything is supported on that out of the box. Well, except for Bluetooth since Bluetooth support isn't available on OpenBSD. But uh, if I were to run FreeBSD on it, I'm sure Bluetooth would work without a problem. Uh, as far as hardware support, I know that as mentioned, uh, the BSD may the BSDs may not have as good a support as Linux does, uh, but it's getting better. Uh, FreeBSD for sure has a lot of support for hardware, and that one's definitely improving. But uh, OpenBSD actually is catching up. Uh, they they've got a lot of hardware support. As a matter of fact, their uh, their uh, their uh, IWX. Uh, uh, wireless driver is actually really well done um, uh, and it's actually working it works it's been it's actually supported the Intel X 200 series uh, Wi-Fi network cards for a good while now and just recently with freebsd 13.1 is that they got support going uh, for that those type of cards uh, but for a while with 13.0 they did not have it. So I'm, I actually just upgraded over the weekend the uh, hard drive because it was stuck on 13.0 and I hadn't really booted into it much. So so yeah, I, I upgraded that to 13.1. It was super easy uh, to do, very simple. If you follow the uh, the FreeBSD handbook on on doing an upgrade from one version to another, it is just straightforward. So uh, yeah. But uh, that's actually working right now, and, and it's running very well. Uh, and, and actually, I just recently got a new laptop. 
which I also blogged about. Uh, I'll put the links in the show notes for the blog. Uh, this one is an EV, is an EVU EVC 141-12BK laptop. And the BK is because it's black. There's another model that actually is silver, and I think it's SL or something like that. So they come with a, You won't find them. They're very hard to find, especially because they came with decent components uh, and for a very cheap price. This is actually a warmer branded laptop. Uh, you might also see it under the name Motile. It's the same design. Uh, so it, this one comes with a Ryzen 5 3500U uh, CPU from AMD. It has the Vega GPU. It comes with 8 gigabytes of RAM, and it has a 256 gigabyte SSD. Uh, but that one, I let it comes with Windows, so I left Windows on that. But I mean, it does have a an available NVMe slot, so I was able to purchase a a uh, SSD for that slot and I put OpenBSD on that and it runs very well. There's a couple little things here and I may want to go ahead and and uh, post it on the on the bugs uh, OpenBSD bugs mailing list but we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> but for for what I paid for it, $275 US refurbished, it really is a nice machine and is very hard to find out. The only problem is that it only has one RAM slot, so your RAM is going to be single channel no matter what. So it's going to be a performance drop, uh, performance bottleneck there. So, but otherwise, it's a great beater laptop. Runs OpenBSD well. As a matter of fact, I'm actually recording this on this OpenBSD on this laptop running OpenBSD using Audacity. Um, and I actually wrote a little script to make some changes, which I'll probably do an episode about a short little episode. Uh, so be on the lookout for that one. Anyway, I just want to say thank you again to BinRC. Wonderful episode. You really nailed it on the head. Uh, and yes, the BSDs are not called distros. They are they are actually referred to as flavors. Uh, they're BSD flavors. So NetBSD, OpenBSD, uh, FreeBSD, DragonflyBSD, all those major BSDs are flavors because they are a flavor of BSD. They are based on BSD and they are not compatible with one another. Now, GhostBSD, which is actually a desktop uh, focused, end user focused uh, distribution of FreeBSD is a distribution of FreeBSD because it is based on FreeBSD. So if you compiled something on vanilla FreeBSD and wanted to run, run that on GhostBSD, it theoretically will work. However, it will not run on OpenBSD. You'd have to recompile it because they are, they are different. They are different, even though their lineage points back to BSD. So yeah, I uh, just wanted to kind of uh, expand a little on that. Uh, so yeah, uh, definitely nailed everything. It's, it's. Um, I'm looking at the show notes here for the uh, for BinRC's episode, and yeah, pretty much nailed it on the head. So thank you so much for this great episode. I really enjoyed it. Um, and hope to hear more from you about uh, the BSDs in the future, Ben RC, if you're listening to this. Anyway, that's going to do it for me. I've rambled long enough, so I uh, hope you uh, enjoyed this. And if you didn't, well, you know, whether you did or didn't, just put, put it in the comments, I guess. <laughs> All right, y'all. You have a good one. Bye-bye. 
been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. Today's show was contributed by a HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hosting for HBR has been kindly provided by anhonesthost.com, the Internet Archive, and rsync.net. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution 4.0 International License.